Look, I'm not through with you yet, bingo. All right? You're Nick Papa Giorgio. You're from Yuma, Arizona. You're into software. Oh, you must be lost. This is Mr. Papa Giorgio. Welcome to Mirage, Mr. Papa Giorgio. Billy from Philly. Nick Papa Giorgio from Yuma. Money, 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 money. You know, I put a dollar and I got a car. I put a dollar and I got a car. I put a dollar and I got a car. Okay, I think I get it. What's going on, guys? We just completed our first week of NFL and fuck. Fuck! 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 Oh. This first week slash season opener or whatever could not have started out any worse. I was so excited for the NFL. I ended up betting the Bills and the under on Thursday night, hit them both, did a little house cleaning this weekend, and aligned my chakra with my third eye and all that stupid shit. And in true NFL fashion, it was a shit show. Hey, remember when I finally bought into the Circa Millions contest and started this podcast to track my picks? Well, my plan was to take my friends to dinner Saturday night and then come home, make all my picks for the Circa contest and for my personal bets, then come to find out your Circa picks have to be in by 4 p.m. on Saturday. So your boy started out this $1,000 contest... Oh and five. Who the fuck is that guy? I ended up going three and two with the circuit picks that I did give out last week, but just like the numbers on the toilet paper packaging, three and two is irrelevant when you don't get your picks in on time. It was my fault at the end of the day. I should have read the paperwork that clearly stated you needed to have your picks in by Saturday night. But I was too busy talking to the stupid guy, and I was too excited to finally be in the contest that I wanted to go home, take my time, and really think this one out, you know? God. But, just like betting the San Francisco 49ers strictly to win the fucking game this weekend, we straight up lost. So... Moving forward, the only way to think about this stupid contest is we took an engine swap before the first race and we're starting at the back of the grid. And just like Max Verstappen, I'm going to have to work my way up through the standings for the rest of the season and go win this contest. Mikey, no, no, Mikey, that was so not right. Yes, Toto, it's not right and not looking too good. As for our other plays, the uncut gem Patriots end up being a knockoff version of the team that made the playoffs last year. And Mac Jones already blew out his back trying to lift the team up in the second half. Lift with your knees, Jones, not your back. Well, duh. We split our teaser picks when Mother Nature decided to play free safety for the Bears all second half and flood out my Niners play. She must have had the under or something because that was a really ugly game. The Ravens only took a quarter to get rolling considering they didn't play any starters in the preseason, but playing the Jets is basically like playing in the preseason anyways, and John Harbaugh has big trust in his MVP quarterback who's just looking for his earned guaranteed payday. Pay him. Pay that man his money. So with basically my morning ruined from the circuit bullshit and Justin Fields slipping and sliding through my money like Scrooge McDuck, we had to call on John Anthony. So this is John Anthony here. I'm the million dollar man with the billion dollar plan. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, our savior of the weekend, the Brandon Lang Lock Minnesota Vikings. Clip it, Lizzo. Minnesota Vikings. 
man, Kirk Cousins looked good after signing that new contract, and with a healthy group of superstars around him, that offense is loaded. Justin Jefferson is unguardable, and he's going to be a problem all year. But this game played out exactly how I thought it would. Rodgers clearly doesn't trust this group of wide receivers yet. Rumor has it he even sent a couple are you up texts last night to Devontae Adams and Jerry Jones. Either way, it looks like the North comes through Winterfell now, and Kirk Cousins remembers. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. Thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode and all of your constructive criticism. Seriously, I appreciate the support. And a special shout out to Anthony Mays from Cinephobe who actually listened to the episode and sent me back some helpful notes. That was dope, man. Thank you. Easy, Mays. Speaking of dope, this podcast is sponsored by The Shirt Shop. Do you have a new business venture? Maybe opening a restaurant or hosting a charity event and need t-shirts? Contact The Shirt Shop in Las Vegas for all of your screen printing needs. Check them out at theshirtshop.inc on Instagram. All right, let's jump into week two, which clearly cannot start out any worse. We got a banger to open up the week on Thursday night with the Chargers going to the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes heard all that Bills talk and Josh Allen for MVP, and he took offense to that. But me being compared to him, I, I took offense to that. Both of these teams on a short week with a hostile environment in a primetime game. I might do a little teaser parlay to keep the night interesting, but I learned my lesson stepping in front of Mahomes early in his career, and I don't do that often anymore. But with the biggest overreaction week coming, the teasers are going to be loaded this weekend, so we're going to start this week's picks with my teaser plays. And with the first leg of my parlay, we're going to take the Vikings plus two on the road in Philadelphia and tease it up to plus eight. Bitch, we're back. The Vikings are back. I'm kind of riding high right now on the Vikings, but they really did look good. Or the Packers really did look that bad. I don't know. But I do know the Vikings look great, and they're feeling themselves right now. They'll be tested this weekend going into Philadelphia, which I watched that Eagles-Lions game, and A.J. Brown looks good, don't get me wrong, but he seems like their only big play option right now. I mean, they let Jared Goff and the Hard Knocks stick around the entire game. The Lions look good running the ball, but their D was outmatched all game, and Goff kind of just looked basic. The Vikings look good, though, on both sides of the ball. Their D got some sacks, they took an early lead throwing the ball, and then they let their running backs, who, other than their jersey numbers I can't tell apart, close out that game in dominant fashion. This team looks really good. As long as everyone stays healthy, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon early and take the Vikings plus eight on the road. And with my second leg, we're going to hop on the Cincinnati Bengals minus two at the Cowboys. Dude, the Cowboys with Dak Prescott sucked. And the Steelers stole a game at the defending AFC champions who are clearly still hungover from all the Super Bowl festivities. Joe Burrow looks like he just got surgery a couple weeks ago and is working his way back into contact. Oh, he did. I'm confident he'll figure it out, and I don't see the demoralized Cowboys getting five interceptions this week on him. Let's, let's, let's address the obvious. What? It don't take that much to be better than the Cowboys. <laughs> Can we just say that? Can we? Jamar Chase looked unstoppable and scored the game-winning touchdown twice. I think they're going to go into Dallas and absolutely destroy the Cowboys. 
They'll probably cover the regular spread as well, but we're going to tease them down to minus two through the key numbers of seven and three and watch Chase Gritty all over that secondary. Up next, we have my uncut gem. Uncut gem. Right. And we're going to take the Washington Redskins plus two and a half. Cue the problematic music, Maze. But I just can't get behind the commander's name. It's so stupid. They will always be known as the Washington Redskins to me. And if Carson Wentz plays like that this year, I'm going to be riding these hogs plus the points all year long. The fans with the hogs snout or whatever it is. I mean, they took care of the Jaguars at home last week, who I think has a better defense than the Lions. I mean, which isn't saying much because I think every team has a better defense than the Lions. But as long as Wentz doesn't make any bonehead plays, they should be in this game the entire time. And with a defense as sketchy as the Lions, I'll never rule out a backdoor cover. So I'll take the Redskins plus the points in Detroit. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Next, we have the Brandon Lang Lock of the Week. Me, 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 me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going with the Pittsburgh Steelers plus one and a half hosting the Patriots. The Steelers defense looked good. Their secondary in particular was really strong against Jamar Chase and the Bengals last week. I know they're losing TJ Watt for a couple games, but going up against a banged up Mac Jones or possibly Brian Hoyer, who's been the backup for the Patriots my entire life. I don't know. I'm not too worried about the loss, but Bill Belichick clearly is losing it, letting his defensive coordinator run the offense, and the defense is ran by his kids? I don't know. Their starting wide receivers were all backups somewhere last year, and their five-person running back by committee produced a whopping 78 yards. Now, don't get too excited, Mitchell Trubinsky. No one's running to the window to bet the Steelers because of your quarterback play, but... No one's running to the window to bet against the Steelers because of your quarterback play. So that's a step for, from Chicago. Give me the Steelers plus one and a half at home. You know, it's been popcorn. It hadn't been uh, any one man specifically. It's been popcorn, uh, but you can't have popcorn. And last, we have my five picks for the Circa Millions contest. I need money. I already went into the first three picks earlier. I'm going to run with the Steelers plus one and a half hosting the Patriots, the Redskins plus two and a half at the Lions, and the third was a teaser, but I referenced it at the end. I think the Bengals minus eight is a good play. My fourth pick is the Browns minus six at the Jets because the Jets are exactly who we thought they were. But they are who we thought they were. Joe Flacco is trash, and I wouldn't be surprised if Mike White gets into this game at some point. The Browns look decent against Baker and the Panthers on the road week one, and they should continue the trend week two. The Browns rush for over 200 yards on a defense that's more talented than the Jets, and aside from a Baker-led fourth-quarter comeback, they had a pretty comfortable lead against that offense, who's also better than the Jets. I trust Jacoby Brissett in this situation to do his job and get the ball into the hands of one of his many playmakers. Give me the Browns to take care of the Jets by at least a touchdown. And my last pick is the Buffalo Bills minus 10 Monday night hosting the Titans in their home opener. The Titans looked 
basic without a star wide receiver and kind of remind me of, I don't know, every Titans team I've ever seen before last year's. Derrick Henry's a beast, don't get me wrong, but when everyone in the stadium knows he's getting the ball because your number one wide receiver is Kyle Phillips, who sounds like a tight end in Minnesota, I don't know. It isn't going to be enough. I wouldn't be surprised if Henry makes a move to a contender after they start 0-5 this year. But the Bills looked amazing. They came out and destroyed last year's Super Bowl champions without missing a beat. Josh Allen carved up their secondary for three touchdowns, and when he rushed, he wanted all the smoke. I would say all of Buffalo holds their breath when he leaves the pocket, but this is a fan base that jumps headfirst through tables, so I'm sure they're not too worried. I mean, he does look like a lean defensive end, so I'm sure he'll be fine out there. But this game's going to be a close battle, no doubt. <laughs> not with each other, but with who's going to beat the Titans worse, the Bills offense or the Bills defense? They look strong on both sides of the ball, I have to say it. So I expect a one-sided, high-scoring game with Allen and the boys putting up a show for the hometown weirdos. Give me the Bills minus 10, which they should have by the end of the first quarter, and cruise on from there. Remember, guys, if you're playing the circuit contest, make sure you have your picks in by 4 p.m. on Saturday. Smash that like button, drop a comment on who you're betting on this weekend, and let's go win some money. Money, 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 money.